0: On today's episode of the Bourbon Bites podcast, I'm tasting Smokewagon's new Halloween edition bourbon, talking about Blue Run's High Rye Bourbon from Jim Rutledge and a new spooky game from the developer of Stardew Valley. everyone. Welcome to the third episode of the Bourbon Bites podcast. I'm your host, Clifton, and you may have noticed that, yes, this is the second podcast this week. I think I decided to move back to the Friday release date. Um, I think that works better for me because usually I try to get a produced video out earlier in the week. I do my live streams on Thursday nights over on YouTube. Uh, so Friday, just there's usually time midweek for me to record these. So for now, I think I'm going back to Friday. So, Hey, this week you get a little bit of a two for one, but hopefully you don't mind it because there's some really cool things I want to talk about today. One thing I did want to bring up before that, um, I know a lot of people have been reaching out saying they're having trouble finding the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and I actually did a test just before recording this, and you're right, for some reason, even when you search for the full name, Bourbon Bites Podcast, it doesn't come up. So I'm not sure what the issue is, I don't know if it's, you know, because it's so new, Um, but if you are having trouble finding it, you can always just go to bourbonbites.com, there should be a direct link to it there, um, as well as the Podbean page, which will have all the different podcast platforms. So like I said, I'm not sure if it's cause it's so new or there's no reviews, um, but speaking of which, if you feel so inclined and you've been enjoying the podcast so far, I would love if you could leave me a review over on Apple. Um, if you do, leave me a rating and a review. Um, could be positive or negative. Um, you know, No pressure there. But once you've left a review, send me an email, contact at bourbonbytes.com uh, with your mailing address. I'd love to send you a uh, Bourbon Bytes challenge coin as a token of my appreciation. If you haven't seen my challenge coins, I absolutely love them. Uh, they are metal. They are gold colored. Uh, they're designed like an old arcade token. The front has my logo and the back says no mash value instead of no cash value Um, they're big enough to fit over your Glencairn so if you're uh, let's say recording a podcast and you want to like let the whiskey sit for a minute without letting it um, I guess go bad. (laughs) You can put the coin on top of it. Um, so like I said, leave me a review over on Apple podcast. Um, and just let me know once you posted it and I will get one of those coins out to you as a token of my appreciation. See what I did there. Arcade token. Yeah. Anyways, let's get on with the podcast. (laughs) So today, I am drinking a bourbon I picked up a few weeks ago. I've been wanting to do on the channel, but I haven't really had an opportunity to do it. There's a chance I might do it this Saturday um, and do a gaming stream, but that all depends on what time I finish up a local, um, my, my local group's getting together to do a tasting, so may not be able to make it home in time for a gaming stream, but this is Smoke Wagon's Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Halloween edition. So this is the same as their regular uh, smoke wagon release, Um, but the label is so, so cool. They've replaced the flowers um, with skeleton hands. Um, I posted a picture over on Instagram, which by the way, if you're not following me there, it's at bourbon bites. Um, So you can check out that label. So, so cool. Um, I picked this up for $30, which is, you know, I think what it's supposed to be. I've seen this bottle. From $70 all the way up to $200 on secondary, which, let's be real, that's just stupid. This is just four-year-old, you know, MGP bourbon from Indiana. There's nothing special about what's in the bottle. They even mentioned on their website that this has not been pumpkin spiced. Uh, so don't get your hopes up there. <laughs> but it is just a special edition bottling for Halloween. Um, so I thought for this episode, since we're releasing it right before Halloween, it'd be a fun one to try tonight. Um, I haven't tasted This is actually a fresh cork pop. So let's go ahead and get it open. So while I let that open up a little bit, let's talk about some whiskey news, shall we? Um, Speaking of Indiana spirit, French Lick or Spirit of French Lick has filed a TTB label for a new product called Whiskey Witch, um, which is a wheat whiskey with peat smoked malt. Uh, The label looks really cool, it has a bunch of like occult style symbols on it. Um, I'm surprised that it's not out yet, It, it still says coming soon. Definitely seems like it was meant to be a Halloween release, but maybe they got delayed a little bit. Um, I have not actually had anything from Spirit of French Lick. Um, they they're trying to really push themselves out there because when most people see something's distilled in Indiana, you automatically assume MGP. But um, they are an actual distillery based in Indiana. I would love to try their stuff eventually. Uh, but this one sounds really cool. I mean, it's a hundred proof. Uh, wheat whiskeys are you know really rare, especially with, with craft distilleries. But the fact that they're doing like a peat smoke to it, I don't know if it's going to be kind of like a um, New Rift Backsetter Rye or rep Backsetter Bourbon, something like that, but they do say peat Smoke. So I'm very interested to see how that comes out. Uh, they say that they are paying um, homage to the traditional occult-leaning folk distillers that believe superstition, luck, and the mysteries of the process have as much to do with whiskey-making as modern theories and modern you know knowledge of the distilling process, which is an interesting perspective. I mean, I think it, it does play into a lot of luck you know what's a good barrel what's a bad barrel Um, but it's it's, honestly it's just a cool label I I don't know the price on it um, and it still just says coming soon but I thought that was kind of relevant for today's Halloween episode. But if we're talking about whiskeys that are already out Blue Run High Rye Bourbon was just released I've seen so many people talking about it um, for good and bad reasons Um, I have not had anything from Blue Run but this is a brand um, especially this release is contract distilled by by Jim Rutledge, who of course is the legendary former Four Roses distiller. Uh, This release in particular is a four-year-old bourbon um, distilled at the Castle and Key Distillery, which if y'all know me, I absolutely love everything Castle and Key. I haven't actually, (laughs) I say I love everything Castle and Key, but that's just based on my experience of visiting the distillery and learning the history and the story of how that got started. Uh, You know, the old Taylor Distillery. It's such a cool facility and I love their gin. I've not had a chance to try their rye, though, so I, I haven't had much of anything that's actually come from them in terms of bourbon or rye. Um, like I said, this is a four-year-old release. It's 111 proof. Mash is 65% corn, 30% rye, and 5% malted barley, um, and it's only made of about a hundred selected barrels for this batch or for this bottling. Part of the reason people are talking about it is because that four-year-old uh, craft bourbon comes with a $99 price tag. So it's, it's a hot topic. <laughs> I, you know, I think Jim Rutledge is, you know, if there's anything that's he's backing with his name, it has to be good. Hopefully, you would hope he's, you know, not just putting this out to make a quick buck. Um, however... 99 for a four-year-old bourbon for me that's definitely most definitely a try before you buy now i say that but as of right now it's sold out at Sealbox, which is where i saw it for sale so there's obviously a demand for it um it's just i mean there's just a lot of bourbons that you can get for you know under a hundred dollars that are you know more than double the age maybe three times the age Um, And of course, you know, higher proof as well. I mean, 111s, you know, nothing to, to skalk at or whatever, but it's still, I don't know from four year old distillate uh, from Castling Key, which I'm not really, I've heard some mixed things about the stuff actually coming out of there. Um, So I definitely would love to try it. You know, if, if Blue Run is listening to this podcast, you'd love to send me a sample to change my mind. Please do contact at bourbonbites.com. But no, seriously, it's, it's, I love the label. I love the look of the bottle, but. $100 for a four year old, Uh, even if it's a high rye bourbon, it's just, you know, not really something I'm willing to pay, especially when Jim Rutledge himself says for a four year old bourbon, he's impressed with the quality of this release. And he looks forward to evaluating the subsequent releases of these barrels after additional maturation. So to me, it sounds like he's like, "Hey, these barrels are good. There's some good stuff going on here." Um, but I'm very excited to see what they do after, you know, with some extra age. So to me, I don't know, maybe it'll go up in price. I know they had their 14-year-old Blue Run um that was like $250 I think MSRP. A lot of people said it was good, but not $250 good. So, you know, I'm not denying that this 4-year-old bourbon could be really good. But, you know, to get that $100 price point, I mean, You, you gotta be pretty spectacular or at least you know I mean, it's obviously hard to find because it's already selling out, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Have you guys tried uh, anything from Blue Run or have you tried this release? Let me know on our uh, Whiskey and Gaming Lounge Discord server, which if you haven't yet joined, why not? It's open to everyone. You can go to bourbonbytes.com and click the link there uh, to join us over there for things like hangouts, gaming sessions, and bottle shares of new pickups that we've gotten. It's always fun to see what new bottles people are picking up. So um, if you picked up one of the Blue Runs, let us know over there and let us know how it is. So let's go ahead and dive into this Smoke Wagon Halloween Edition. Uh, I I love a good spooky theme. Did you guys see that uh, ghost tequila thing that came out, uh, I guess, probably last month? I've been looking for it, but, like, not, like, willing to pay the ridiculous secondary prices for it. I mean, because I imagine it's just, you know... Average tequila in a pretty pretty ghost bottle. But um, this, again, I only paid twenty nine ninety nine for it. Um, I got it at K&L Wine and Spirits. So it's definitely not worth overpaying for, I, I assume. I don't know. We're about to find out tonight. So let's go ahead and give it a nose. Oh, yeah. That's very... I mean, it's very familiar. I'm a big fan of Indiana bourbon from MGP. Yeah, this is really light. It's is very corn-forward, I think, on the nose. Um, a little bit... I guess I want to say sour. You know, it's, it's almost like... Um, when you go into a like a distillery tour and you you see the mash, um, it kind of has like a, a sour uh, mashy note in the air, if that makes sense. It's definitely grainy. It's like a grainy, sour um, note. But it's it, just there at the tip of the nose. Um, but it's still, it's it's very sweet. It's uh, maybe honey on that as well. I'm not getting too much barrel notes. Again, it is, you know, four years old. Definitely, it smells very light and approachable on the nose. So let's go ahead and give it a taste. Cheers, guys. Oh, wow. Well mm that's a lot more like I expected on the palate I was a little I was a little worried with the nose I'm like you know this this smells really young like it, it literally just smells like you know grains and mash um but on the palate okay this is this is getting into good territory I mean especially again thirty dollars um I would say it's very rich in like mouthfeel wise it's creamy it's thick um still really really sweet um, leaning towards the honey like I said on the nose there's also like a um graham cracker kind of note like a honey graham graham cracker it's oaky and nutty at the same time not really dark rich oak but it has a lot of good characteristics of a bourbon that i would assume is older than what they say is in here yeah it doesn't have you know too long of a finish but honestly for 30 bucks i mean I'd buy another one. I really need to try more Smoke Wagon because I haven't had too much experience with it, honestly. I have had a couple uncut, unfiltered uh, releases. I had their um, small batch, which I think was the, I think that's like $50. Um, so I need to get all three of those together, um, both this you know, standard straight bourbon, the small batch, and the uncut, unfiltered, and maybe a single barrel if I can get my hands on it. And uh, do a smoke wagon flight because that's something I haven't done. And I really love that they're based out of Las Vegas. Yes, they are sourcing from, you know, MGP, but Las Vegas is one of my favorite cities in the country. Um, I've been dying to go back there, dying like the skeletons on this bourbon. Okay, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But no, seriously, it's it's such a great city and I would love to visit. Um, I don't know if they have like a tasting room out there, uh, but... It just, it just seems like a really cool um, operation there. So yeah, I think, I mean, even, okay, let's say you're listening to this after Halloween and the, the spooky edition is no longer available. Um, just the regular straight bourbon from Smoke Wagon. Like I said, they say it's about four years old. It's not actually aged and I'm noticing it now. It's listed on a couple websites as four years old. Not sure if I mentioned it, but it is 92.5 proof, uh, 46.25% ABV. Um, So again, $30. I would definitely buy up another bottle of this. Like I said, I'm going to a local group's whiskey tasting event this Saturday. Definitely gonna bring this bottle because day before Halloween, I mean, you love a good spooky bourbon. (laughs) Speaking of spooky, I just heard the news recently that Concerned Ape, who is the uh, creator of Stardew Valley, is putting out a brand new game, his first new project in over 10 years, um, and it's called Concerned Ape's Haunted Chocolatier. Um, If you don't know much about Stardew Valley, it is a farming sim, uh, Harvest Moon-esque game that came out with amazing reception. So my husband actually has been following the game since it started development. He's been following Concerned Apes blog, um, and he's been following it for years. So this guy is literally just a one-man team, or at least he was when the game first came out. Um, He's since worked with publishers, you know, getting it on, you know, different consoles and And originally it was just a PC game, but it made its way to console, it made its way to mobile, um, and it just took the world by storm. Um, So I'm so excited to see he's working on a new game, and especially with it being the haunted theme. I mean, what a great time to announce it. He announced it, um, I think it was probably last week, um, over on Twitter, but he put up an article on his website, he put up a trailer video, or more like a teaser, Um, but man, this new game looks so good. So it's, it's definitely different from Stardew Valley. However, stylistically it looks so similar with the same charm, the same, you know, style of gameplay, the same visuals, um, same character design, but it's all new characters all new themes Um, and it almost seems and now it's hard to tell because there's not much info out about it he says actually he doesn't want to be too specific because he doesn't want to pigeonhole himself into a certain direction with the game he wants it to just kind of go with the flow see where it takes him Um, but he did say that you know where stardew valley is a lot more um, humble you know you're living off the land you're growing your own food he wanted to kind of explore and go into more fantastical elements which there are some in stardew valley of course Um, But that's where the magical haunted ghost chocolate comes in is what he says and he says chocolate represents that which is delightful The haunted castle represents the allure of the unknown the ghosts represent the imprint of the past all of these things are important However, don't think for a moment that because this game features ghosts in a haunted castle It's an evil or negative game on the contrary, he intends for the game to be positive, uplifting, and life-affirming. So, super excited about this. It seems just, like I said, there's not much info about it. He doesn't want to, you know, pigeonhole himself. But it seems like the core of this game is gathering ingredients, making chocolate, and selling them, and running a chocolate shop. Um, but of course, I mean, if you know Stardew Valley, it's it's much more than, you know, the, the core aspect of the game. There seems to be a lot of, you know... Um, battling elements to it there's enemies I'm sure there's gonna be relationships just like Stardew Valley it seems more like a traditional RPG when it comes to like the fighting um, of the enemies at least based on the trailer and uh, yeah I'm just super excited about that Um, it's currently in development there's no release date or any other details as of now um, which you know I'm like I kind of want to date but I mean honestly I really hope he takes his time with this he obviously isn't rushing it out Um, Stardew Valley is still a successful game. There was just a recent update to it. I haven't played it in a while. Need to go back to it. I actually so for a while, Stardew Valley was, I I alternate. So sometimes I'm really into Stardew Valley and then sometimes I'm really into Animal Crossing. Right now with the new Animal Crossing release uh, coming out early next month, which if you missed my podcast on that, that was episode one where I talked about that. Um, I've been all Animal Crossing now, you know, building up my uh, island, getting it ready for the new update. Um, but man, Stardew Valley has consumed hours upon hours upon hours of my life. Um, and it's a fun game to play with my husband too. We, we both, um, enjoy playing that together as well as doing our own, um, farms and comparing and seeing who can, uh, date Alex the fastest. I mean, that's what I've been going for. Although I alternate sometimes I'm, sometimes I'm approaching Alex to, to Mary and other times I'm a big fan of, uh, Sebastian sometimes, but usually it's either Alex or Sam. Those are two have been my favorite, uh, guys that I've wanted to marry in the game, but <laughs> let me know if you've played Stardew Valley, who is always your love interest. Uh, there's a lot of really interesting characters. And I imagine um, the haunted chocolatier game will also have some very interesting uh, characters. I hope that hopefully there's still the dating aspect. I mean, I think that's uh, people love that the most about Stardew Valley. I think there's gotta be that in the game. Um, but yeah, stay tuned. I'll definitely, if there's more updates about that that come out, I'm happy to share them with you. Cause like I said, super excited about this. I have on Twitter alerts for that account. Um, but it seems like a lot of fun. So, uh, keep an eye out for more from Concerned Ape about the Haunted Chocolatier game. Um, but with that, I think that wraps up this episode. Let me know how I'm doing. If you have not yet, uh, joined our discord, like I said earlier, you can also email me privately contact at bourbonbites.com, or you can give me a call, which I'm going to be featuring some voicemails that come in. Um, if you guys ever feel inclined to comment on anything I've talked about or give topic suggestions, you can call me at 818-660-5782. Again, that's 818-660-5782. If you're not yet following me on your favorite podcast platform, why not? It's such a simple click. It means a lot to me. Um, Honestly, at the time of recording, we're just under 100 downloads, which is crazy. I launched this less than a week ago. Um, We'll see if we get over 100 with this release or this episode right here. So uh, make sure to download it. And like I said, leave a rating and review. If you do, let me know and I'll get a challenge coin out to you. Um, but if you do want to support the show beyond that, you can always join us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/BourbonBytes. Um, for as little as two dollars a month, you get access to things like polls that influence this show, that influence my YouTube channel. Speaking of YouTube channel, if you're listening to this on Friday last night, I was live with Ardbeg's national uh, brand ambassador Cameron George. He's such a great guy. Um, go check out the replay of that stream. Um, we did some LEs, some, some committee releases and things like that. Um, and it, 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 was a lot of fun. I assume because I'm recording this the day before <laughs> the, with that, this has been bourbon bites, whiskey reviews with a gaming twist. I'm Clifton cheers, and I'll talk to you next podcast.